2: Okay, pond, lots of green stuff, water, some whale vertebrae. What? I must be in the critter shed. Ah, welcome <laughs> back. How are you, Colette? I'm good, Collie. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. What Thanks do you think amazing. of me mint, my water mint?
2: Oh, yeah. God, it's so vibrant in here now. It's, it's really, really green.
1: Oh, after a couple of months of uh, sunshine and just a little bit of warmth, everything starts turning green, coming back to life. My favourite time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I say that but every second time of year.
2: Oh, <laughs> you see how I'm good I'm getting over. at locking yeah, that thing. Brilliant! Now. It's yeah, fantastic. Brilliant, yeah. Now, Collie, you have something. Yeah, I called you up especially for this one. This is all the, the bat signal going up or yeah. the tadpole signal Come going over up. Here.
1: So, I'm going to show you. No okay. So. Of those guys again we have Tupperware
2: we have water in it and we have something that I recognise from my childhood sort of except it's bigger and much more carnivorous tadpoles but they're not frog tadpoles
1: well they are they are frogs yeah they are frogs yeah um They're horned frog tadpoles from South America. So South American horned frogs, commonly known as Pac-Man frogs. And they're called Pac-Man frogs because they're basically a round ball with a giant mouth and they (laughs) eat everything that goes in front of them. And they're very, very cool animals. I've been in love with these frogs for many, many years. And for 20 years, I've been trying to breed them unsuccessfully. And my, my good friend, Thomas McGowan, who is a bit of a mentor, And a brilliant herpetologist decided to have a crack at it last year um, and managed to do the spectacular and breed them. So we split the uh, the spawn and we've been rearing them. And as you can see, they're coming along. Now they are... How big? They are about an an inch and a half to two inches long. The classic tadpole shape. Except... 10 times bigger. <laughs> the back legs are forming now, but mm-hmm. also on the front end of it, if you can see the yeah. You see that little kind of white ridge with the, the with the fangs sticking out of it? That's it's like right
2: at the front, there's yeah. like a frill with that looks like a,
1: I guess teeth sticking out. That's teeth exactly. Really? That's, that's, the, that's that's actually a razor teeth. sharp teeth. Yeah, oh exactly.
2: Oh
1: my god. They essentially are giant sperm <laughs> <laughs> giant sperm, <sperana> <laughs> sperm, that's exactly what they are. They look like tadpoles, but giant and have these massive fangs on the front of them, and they're just vicious. Anything that moves around them, essentially at the start, they just eat each other. Mm. In the ponds where they come from are, are temporary ponds. So, yeah. uh, where they would live in, in South America would be either in grasslands or in, in forest areas. And you have a dry season and a wet season. During the dry season, they bury themselves down they cocoon themselves in Mm -hmm. this kind of uh, skin that keeps them uh, moist and then it rains it rains heavily and it floods and forms these temporary pools every frog in South America at that point decides let's bang so they all go down to the pools all the different species and they all mate and have all these tadpoles so you have all different types you'll have tree frogs and ground dwelling frogs and these we're going to call them carnivorous frogs. All frogs are carnivorous but we're going to call these extra carnivorous, okay? Right. So these extra carnivorous frogs and the reason I call them that is because other tadpoles will eat algae and detritus and all sorts of everything. They'll just eat and, and meat. They'll eat everything. These guys will only eat meat and mm. only other living matter. They're just there to predate on other stuff. Especially other tadpoles mm. and shrimps and water worms, all that kind of stuff. They'll just Mill everything that moves and each other, so it's 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 hard wearing them a force because you have to keep them fed. Otherwise, little Timmy will turn around <laughs> to little Susie and go, "You look very delicious," and snap her up.
2: It's actually mind-boggling. So we all know tadpoles from our childhood. We all know the shape, but these guys just look so beefed up and like almost like they're on steroids. I have the feeling that if I put my cat near them, they probably have a go at them. I
1: would definitely say they would. Amazing, they're and incredible. Th-
2: so if you if you imagine the tadpole that you know from your childhood zip it up to almost the size of a two euro coin but oval in shape not round and then so you have the long tail and I can see some back legs and as they're um, just sort of swimming around there right at the front you can see two big it's it's like almost somebody drew a face on them you can see black points are they the eyes? Yeah they're
1: the eyes and then
2: a little brown bit around the nose area what we think looks like the nose and then this frill which is the razor sharp fangs yeah the teeth, Jesus.
1: Well, yeah, we'll call them teeth, but that's essentially what they are. And they scrape and lash into other animals, and they take chunks out of each other as well. Mm-hmm. It's 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 mad. It's re- it's been such a treat rearing them. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I haven't. I've been standing in the kitchen because I have them in the kitchen, yeah. so I can really keep an eye on uh, the water quality. The water quality goes really poor really fast. So essentially, I, I just to explain, I have to set up, I have to mimic the temporary ponds that they live in. So I have a small little three foot by one foot bowl Mm -hmm. with some water plants in it, a heater and an oxygen air. And I just leave it there. I can't put a filter on it because if I put the filter on it, there's a chance they can get sucked into it. Mm. Also, I want to try and keep it as natural as possible. So they're all in there. I have to keep feeding them. So I'm feeding them uh, frozen blood mm. which is delicious for them because mm-hmm. they're they're doing very well in it. And some airworms and, and some pond life that I can scoop out my own ponds. And they're doing great on it. And as they've been kind of living together, they've been picking off their weaker siblings, nice. unfortunately. You'll see sometimes them swimming past with a tail <laughs> hanging out their mouth. And I'm like, No But I reckon I've only lost like at the most five percent, which is not bad. Right. Considering. Now the challenge is to mimic them Coming out of that setup, so I'm going to have to put a little slant on the on the mm. tank to make sure they can crawl out of the water when the front legs develop.
2: When do these hatch into like? When do these come out of the eggs?
1: Two weeks ago.
2: No way. Yeah. And how yeah, big when, were they when
1: when they hatched? Tom was telling me when they hatched or when they were laid. He was watching the eggs, and he had a kind of a magnifying glass, and he was watching the eggs, and he could see the cells dividing. No. In, in one night, they've gone from being laid. To be in free swimming tadpoles in one night? Seriously? Because the, because these pools that they're from naturally are so temporary, they develop really fast. God, it's it's. I actually can't believe they get so big on the amount of food that they eat. Mm. It's like they absorb. I don't know. It's like they're magical or something. It's it's. It makes, it kind of doesn't make sense how they do it, but it's. I don't care. It's but brilliant anyway.
2: So it's like everything's just
1: totally sped up. Yeah, totally. And then when they get out of the water, the vicious life cycle of these creatures doesn't stop. So they'll get out of the water. Their mom and dad will be hanging around near the water's edge, picking off no. the weaker ones. So they're <laughs> highly cannibalistic as wow. adults. And again, they look you have to picture them. So they're the frog shape, but round and a hybrid between a frog and Pac-Man. Right. Uh, and they,
2: they see, sorry, I just banged the container no, okay. there. You can actually, um, you can almost see the shape that they'll take when they turn into frogs.
1: Yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull an adult out later on and show you. But they'll uh, predate mainly on insects, small mammals, mice, lizards, mm. snakes. Yeah. And then other frogs. So wow. they're real, as I say, super carnivorous. Yeah. Like where... Most frogs, bar the larger species of like American bullfrogs or goliath frogs, most normal frogs wouldn't take vertebrates as food. They would not predate on them at all. So these guys are really exceptional in the in the amphibian world. They have, they have these bony protrusions from their jaw. They don't have teeth. So they have these bony things that stick out of their jaw. Mm. And when they bite onto things, they can actually snap back bones. I've been bitten by these before and it's really unpleasant. It's not a nice bite. They have the same bite force as some uh, mammals at the same size as them, Gosh. which is really powerful.
2: Yeah, yeah. So how long more do you think senes there have this hugely... Oh, days.
1: Days. I think there's some of them now, uh, like for this one... So
2: days until they metamorphose?
1: Well, days until the front legs come out. When okay. the front legs come out, then I have to separate those ones away from the rest of the pack because when the front legs go out, uh, tadpoles stop feeding. Mm-hmm. The rest of their energy reserves come from the tail. Okay. So there's a lot of fat stored in the tail. And this is for all frogs as well. So when they stop feeding and their front legs develop, then pop out. They pop out through these little holes in the side of their body. They're <laughs> pre they're pre there. There's like these little holes ready to go. Wow. they pop out. <laughs> like putting your putting your arms through a jumper. <laughs> and they'll stop feeding, they'll start kind of coming up into shallower patches, onto leaves, then onto the bank then moving around, gulping air, the gills will finally disappear and then they won't eat for a little while because they'll use the fat reserve that they've stored up in their tail as they absorb the tail and then they'll start feeding on land. So it's... A, it's, it's Frogs, as a... Obviously, I, I probably haven't shut up about frogs since I uh, started doing this podcast No, with really? You. Do you like frogs? <laughs> I love frogs. <laughs> but they're, they're exceptional creatures as it is. But these ones are like the 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 whole Hogan of frogs I like <laughs> absolutely love them the Arnold Schwarzenegger frogs they just kick ass they really do and like they there's fossils of ancient species of these that have been found named um, the devil frog or bielzebufo was the the Latin name they gave it which is really cool and at, f- at first they claimed it was the size of a beach ball and it was eating <laughs> baby dinosaurs now they've shrunk it down a little bit I think there was a bit of um, Liberty taken mm. in in writing the paper to, to try and get some more press. But, yeah, still pretty cool to think of these giant frogs hanging around, snapping at tiny dinosaurs back in the 70 million years ago. Yeah.
2: I heard you mention before that these frogs are basically a mouth attached to a stomach.
1: Yes, that's essentially what they are. Well, uh, actually, a mouth attached to a sub- stomach uh, attached to reproductive organs. Okay. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a very nice way of putting it. It's attached to a pair of balls. <laughs> these are called, like a term we'd use would be explosive breeders. So these kind of desert species of frogs that will come out when the rains hit will come out, eat like mad, bang like mad, and then essentially bury themselves again. And they're very long-lived because of this. So you can Mm. have someone that'll be 20, 30 years old because their life is maybe a month or two every year. Right. And then they might miss a rainy season for four years. Wow. So they could be four years underground sitting there just waiting so it's an incredible survival tactic and it really, yeah, it's really interesting. But that's what makes it so difficult right. to do in captivity. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it and it's been a great couple of weeks.
2: Wow. Look at you all happy with yeah, your new it's toys. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so these are Pac-Man frogs. That's yes, one of the names. Yeah, yeah. And you have, you do have one adult here, don't you? I do, yeah,
1: yeah. Look
2: at that majestic. Oh, that's that's the Pac-Man frog. Oh my God. Yeah. You're going to have to describe that as it's beautiful.
1: It's, it's a ball. It's a ball of doughy uh, doughy flesh with a mouth and two eyes on top. It, it, it's it got that kind of uh, anyone who's ever seen a, a movie called Pan's Labyrinth will probably recognise this kind of creature. He based one of the characters in it. It's a big toad that lives underground but it, essentially it looks like a horned frog. They're very large bodied very short limbed very wide mouth and two eyes on top so a ball with stubby little legs a massive mouth and these tiny little eyes on top with yeah. little protrusions coming off their eyes which is where they get their name because they actually look like physical horns but they're they're actually just flaps of skin and the the reason why they have them there is to if you if you're looking at them in the leaf litter it actually looks like leaves just oh. sticking out of the ground it's very hard to make them out actually so so the males are about the size of a fist some of the females there's eight different species of them and some of the females of these frogs will get to the size of a dinner plate oh. <laughs> they're really big Wow. which is bizarre and they are well capable of eating adult rats God. as they walk past them yeah they're very God. very big
2: so where's the, where's this uh, where am I looking at the horny bit then the
1: the, on the eye no, no, no the oh. bit
2: that chomps a, a spine in half
1: oh well you won't in inside in the mouth right uh, if we were to force it open which actually, we're not going to do actually do you know what I may have a bit of a skeleton off and oh I'll okay go. cool hang on for a second can you pause that there now I'll pause it <laughs>
2: I'll just play some uh, holding music while Collie's getting the skeleton
1: You'll get the idea. Here's a small little ah, Right. But if you run your finger along there, you feel those little protrusions? Oh
2: my gosh, yeah. They're really sharp. Very kind of, sharp. It's like yeah. serrated almost.
1: Yes, exactly. Now, that's in the smaller males, yeah. in the bigger females, and in different species. They actually, some of them have these protrusions that go right up, and they interlock. So see what I'm doing with my fingers here the way they interlock? Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have those gripping teeth, plus two really big ones yeah. puncturing
2: Almost like a zip, but sharp. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly, wow. how,
1: that's a really good description of it. Yeah, so it's, it's they're designed to grab stuff and swallow a hole. Now, the problem with that is they're exceptionally greedy as well right. and they're not very smart. So, a lot of them choke to death. Really? Yeah, a lot of them do choke to death. Um, they're, found in the wild like with half a, half a frog that's nearly the same size as them, stuffed down their throat. <laughs> so they don't have the same capabilities as snakes in the <laughs> swallowing department. Right. So yeah, their greediness can be their downfall.
2: They're extraordinary looking animals. I mean, you know, when we look at a face, um, we put, you know, a human sort of personality on it yeah. and his face just looks very stern and yes. downturned yeah. sort of he, this enormous mouth which is, goes almost if, if it was me it go from one shoulder to the next that would be my mouth yeah. and just turned downwards and looks very Looks almost like something from Alice in Wonderland, doesn't it? I was
1: about to say, wouldn't you imagine him if he had a top hat now? He'd have a British accent. (laughs) He'd be like one of these goat ridden fellas, you know. Hello, come into my jungle. (laughs) You know, yeah, he does look like an expat. (laughs) He's amazing. Entitled and uh, all that. (laughs) Oh yeah, very grand, very proud. Proud but like kind of silly at the same time. But yeah, incredible animals. And uh, yeah.
2: and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Local legend around them as well is because they're super aggressive, so because they're living in these harsh conditions, again, they have to defend themselves and he will snap at you. Like, they'll jump at you and... They actually squeak. It's hilarious. They'll, like, ah, ah, and jump at you and try and bite your finger. So they'll take on anything. And horses, a lot of horses around in South America will be down drinking in water pools where, when these guys are breeding. And, sorry, that's one of my spiders. And that was a spider. The Spider jar just fell over. Oh, right. oh there was a
2: spider going, <laughs> jumping at me.
1: <laughs> so around, around where they're breeding, the horses will come down to have a drink. Frogs yeah. are going get away from me they don't know it's not a predator and they'll actually the myth is that they'll jump and latch onto the horse's tongue and they won't let go ah. and the horse will die of thirst this is one of the legends right. of course that doesn't happen but I'm sure they do snap at the horses mm-hmm. and, and jump at them the numbers of them are going down in the in the wild because of uh, habitat destruction and deforestation and the, the draining of their their natural swamps where they where the water would accumulate for that point of the year. Um also then you have Kitrid and the rest of the nasty stuff are going around that's affecting the amphibians
2: chytrid is
1: a uh, fungus that's affecting amphibians all over the world. I think we're going to do a whole episode on yeah. that with 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 Rob, um, my yeah. pal who was dealing with that, so.
2: Is that the fungus that eats the skin or is it something yes,
1: else? Yes, 100%, yeah. There's a lot of funguses and viruses that will eat reptil or not reptiles, amphibians skin. It's because it's so permeable, um it just seems to get affected a lot. But The good news for these is that now people are starting to crack out to breed them in captivity. Mm. That will take the pressure from the pet trade off them at least. And it means because they're kind of hardy little fellas, um, there's always a possibility of reintroduction into the wild as well. So, you know, focus on the positive. Mm. And I I have some tala frogs here, so that's great, (laughs) you know. They're going to be robbing cars in two weeks. So, while we're on the subject of giant killer frogs. Yes. Who uh, like doesn't love... These are my favourites, but <laughs> these are my favourites.
2: <laughs> I thought scorpions were your favourites. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm a <laughs> animal slut. Now, um, so this is... I'm going to show you what this is. This okay,
2: is, again, you have a container with a lid on the top. Yeah, You're just taking it off and the most amazing creature is looking at me. You have to describe that. Size of yeah, my fist if she's
1: not a bigger her fist. Now these are odd frogs. These are the giant oh, yeah. African bullfrog, okay? So it's a giant African bullfrog. and uh, you can check them, Google them and look them up online if you're if you're if you want to see any of these animals, it's the best way of finding out what they look like. But this is a female. And these are very odd because normally sexual dimorphism in frogs, which is the difference between male and females, normally it means that the males are a lot smaller. Than, uh, than the females because the females carry all the eggs. In African bullfrogs, it's completely reversed, and African bullfrogs are the biggest known species of frog f- for weight. They're they're massive. The males get up to ten inches in length. Jesus. Huge, huge, and God. very very nasty animals. Like right. will jump at lions <laughs> at really? the Yeah, and I'll tell you why. They, they, but they, uh, we'll get to that in a second. But the females are quite petite. And very manageable. I have three. I You've have just tree. picked her up there now. Yeah, she's gorgeous, isn't she?
2: she? She's the size of my fist, but her head is, unlike the other frogs that I've seen, her head is much smaller than yes. her body. It's like a head stuck on an
1: oblong, oval-shaped body. Yeah. And then, obviously, then four legs. Now, if you were to look at her body, and that, the horn frog's body, it's yeah. the same setup. It's right. the same. The only thing that's different about them is the head. Right. So this is another example of convergent evolution, which we're going to get into properly some some other episode down the line.
2: And convergent evolution means? It's
1: two animals doing similar things, having similar lifestyles, who aren't related, end up looking the same way. Right. So they sort of came up with
2: the same idea in evolutionary terms and developed in a similar way. forced into
1: the same niches and they they end up looking very similar. And this, again, is a... Explosive breeding frog who lives in very arid, grassy plains. Maybe every three years you get a rainy season out in Savannah in Africa. You get these temporary pools. They come up from under the earth. They breed like mad. The males in this species are incredibly. I'm going to put her down because she's.
2: She's a bit. Yeah, she's moving around. The
1: The males in this species are incredibly powerful, incredibly aggressive, and they hold wrestling matches. Really? Yep. So they'll go off to the prime breeding spots. And the males, just like our Irish frogs, the males want to be in the centre where all the females will go. Because the females, when they arrive, they'll dive into the, the water, go down deep and come up in the middle. They want the posh gaffs in the really nice place. So the males all wrestle with each other. They grab each other. They throw each other overhead. They rip arms off. They're very vicious. They have these... Again, massive fangs, mm. much bigger than those ones. They have really, really nasty Bite. One of the worst bites I ever got was off a giant African bullfrog. <laughs> I tell people that, and they're like, off a frog? And I'm like, yes, it's incredibly painful. Wow. And the male, the dominant male, will grab the female, huge, get on top of her, 2,000 eggs. Wow. Spawned, fine. Then what the male does is he sits around this little small pool that he has protecting the eggs, And he might actually get two or three females to spawn in there and he'll look after all these eggs. They develop as quickly as our little pals here. Again, again, the same kind of situation. Temporary pools they have to develop fast. What happens then is out in the savannah they start to get baked and the water level starts dropping. What does Daddy Frog do? Very cleverly. He starts digging a channel to the bigger ponds. So he'll get his rear legs into the mud and he'll start scooping out the mud with his back legs. And then he goes back to the tadpoles and nudges them into the into this channel and wow. they all swim into the pond. That's it's amazing. incredible, uh, powerful parenthood for an amphibian. You wouldn't think that. And especially for a male. Mm. Also, as I was saying to you earlier, anything from an elephant to a lion that goes near that puddle is getting it off this frog. Right. He's going to jump at them. He's going to bite and he'll sacrifice himself to protect those spawn. Yeah. It's incredible. That's now, amazing. As soon as they turn into frogs, yeah. little baby frogs, he'll eat them <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that works, but yeah. yeah it is it's a it's an incredible reproductive um cycle, and it's one of those things i I get a kick out of telling people about giant super cannibal frogs <laughs> that, that it that will attack lions and that they still exist and they're still on this earth it's it's amazing
2: we're so I guess we're so protected here, or so sheltered, in the sense that our our animal life is quite unoffensive, nice, yeah. unoffensive, yeah, unoffensive and genteel, kind yeah. of, you
1: know. And when you think about, it, there's not, there's no difference. Like, I mean, our our common frogs are just as cannibal. They'll eat. Uh, they don't. They don't eat vegetables. They're eating slugs and worms and beetles and all that stuff but you you don't see them chasing down rats <laughs> or eating snakes, and I think it's the thought of a frog doing something like that, and when you're talking about a, a one and a half kilo frog that's ten inches long and pure muscle with fangs, yes, you know what I mean it's amazing um
2: <laughs> she that bullfrog there she has ridges on her back are they are yeah, they are they, they sharp
1: they're not no um. The Beelzee, uh, Beelzee Bufo, the devil frog from ancient history, who mm-hmm. would have been uh, a precursor to these, to, to the horn frogs at least anyway, and, and probably related to these way back, actually had armour plating. They found plates, which is very unusual, and the bony uh, protrusions over the eyes were actually bony, not like the ones that they have nowadays, which are quite soft and just extended skin. And the reason for that, where they were thinking is it's either to keep them from dehydrating or more probable is because there was a lot of nasty stuff around in the Cretaceous trying to take mm. chunks out of big juicy mm. frogs. So it probably would be advantageous of them to have some armour plating on mm. their back. The so, Robocop uh, style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: I suppose is it any when you look at these guys, is it any wonder that we spin amazing myths and legends around them because they look so weird to our eyes. Yeah. And uh and with this metamorphosis and all these myths and legends
1: and witches and things. I was about to say that, yeah, the toads and the frogs and the newts, it's always the eye of newton, toe of frog mm. that goes into the witch's brew.
2: Do they have toes?
1: Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for them, when the witch is around they do have toes. I don't know don't know how long they'd have them when she's but knock them around, but there you go. Um <laughs> and, and if, if you think about like in in places like Africa and, and South America back in the day when you wouldn't see these animals for two or three years and then it rains and all of a sudden they appear yeah, they're going to think like some of these animals are worshipped because they think he's a representation of the god whatever because he appears with the rains right. and then you start pe- uh, having idols that are giant frogs Maybe. which is bizarre and you can understand why though mm. you're going to associate a good rain a good harvest or the return of the the prey animals like the wildebeest and the the bison it makes sense at the time you know
2: and i guess i wonder if that's where the plague of frogs came from you know in the bible where they suddenly appear in great numbers yeah
1: i think i remember reading about that it was they were saying it was either probably was just a very productive year for frogs and they're just everywhere. Because I tell you one thing, you go into my garden now and we probably will do a recording of it. I'll give you a ring. Get down here. Because it happens over about two days, maybe three days, all the tadpoles metamorphose at once and they all disperse from the pond. And they're literally crawling over my walls trying to get out of the garden. So it's (laughs) incredible to look at. It's like season a few years time when you get interested in boys and girls and then you sort of back looking for a bit of action but yeah that's probably where that myth came from alright
2: yeah. how do you get on with your neighbours I get on fine
1: that's good I get on fine just as well very understanding
2: <laughs> well in fairness you're bringing all this interesting native life into
1: yeah. the area I mean there's, there's there's never been any dangerous stuff escaped. There's also the fact that a lot of them have kids or grandkids and they get to come in and see some wildlife and most of my neighbours have a bit of a garden they love having frogs in there, they don't have to put down slug pellets anymore. We have hedgehogs arriving back up to people's gardens now because no one's using f- f- slug pellets in the area, because in a, in a I think it's about one kilometer area now we have frogs all over the place <laughs> because somebody want to take full of in this garden. <laughs> so yeah, but it you know it. I, you're patient zero. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm patient zero. I'm always patient zero when it comes to amphibians.
0: Really? But yeah,
1: we have. Well, we went on a tangent there, but what was I going to say? Yeah, so the, the giant African bullfrogs are probably the pound-for-pound pound heavyweight of the amphibian world at, uh, in, at the moment. Now, we do have the giant Chinese salamanders. They're a subject for another podcast, but they're quite... They're quite... They live in rivers and they just eat fish. They're not going to jump on rats and mice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, these guys are really, really nasty. And the, the fact that they'll go after lions is just blows me oh, away. amazing. Yeah.
2: So, when looking at these tadpoles, in a couple of days' time, they're they're going to be changed. It's yeah. it's it's extraordinary to think yeah, because really they still th- look not well developed but this speed at which they're growing is extraordinary.
1: Yeah, well, t- when you think about two weeks ago, they were an egg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they didn't exist actually two weeks ago. It's incredible. Like, it really is like they're grown out of uh, fresh air. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't figure it out but I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm loving it. It's been a great experience and I hopefully I'll get to do it a few more times because uh, I'm really enjoying it. If you look just here, see that little bit of flap? That fl- flap ha- hanging off from under his belly. Just where the arm would be? That's where the arm's going to ah. pop out. That's exactly where it is.
2: Right.
1: So he's got holes in his jumper. He's got holes in his jumper. He's ready to rock and roll.
2: They, The way they swim, they look... Okay, their tails do the work, but they they sort of look... They're so heavy and big, they... um. They're sort of rocking and rolling around the place. They're very
1: cumbersome. Mm. They also tend to gulp air because they're developing yeah. their lungs so they're gulping in air and sometimes they'll swallow the air and you'll see a bubble stuck inside their skin and they're, they're floating on the top like <laughs> sideways <laughs> and it's just you just have to give them a bit of time and a bit of TLC and then the bubble will come out of them eventually.
2: I don't know if it's joy or just wonder but it's like the breadth of life and the breadth of nature is bamboozling, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely yeah. mind-boggling.
1: I just buzzing off. I really am. I haven't. I haven't. It's been a long time. I enjoy all this stuff. Don't mm. get me wrong. You know, I spend a fair bit of my time out here with the different creatures that we have. But I haven't enjoyed uh, an experience in working with animals in a long time as much as I've enjoyed the last two weeks with these guys. So, mm. yeah, very very grateful to get the opportunity. I never thought it would actually happen. Mm so yeah this is my uh, Oscar speech you know <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy for their lovely giant carnivorous tadpoles. <laughs> yeah, great they're amazing anyway that's it I yeah I think yeah I've talked the ears off you about uh, giant tadpoles. So what I'm going to do is um, if you're following us on social media I think it's it's at the Critter Shed or Critter Shed on Twitter and Facebook check it out you'll find it's it's the same logo as the podcast and I've been putting up videos of the development of these tadpoles and what I'll do is as they turn into little froggies and as they develop we'll put some videos and photographs up as well and maybe name a few as well so that's pretty cool <laughs> we've been mad amphibian heavy the last couple of months but it's been amazing so yeah my spiders are looking at me going what the fuck man I thought you were mad about us you know
2: do you know how many tadpoles you have right now
1: uh, I've about 40 okay. so uh, poor Tom is about 200 <laughs> out of 2000 though you know it's like they just eat each other like mad the first couple of days and there's not much you can do and it's again it's par for the course it's mm. just you know so yeah keep your eye out and we'll show you how they get on and all the different colours that we get out of them because I'm sure we're going to get some surprises
2: Yeah, cool maybe you should pack them away then yep. and we'll we'll leave them go back to whatever they're doing which is I guess growing
1: yeah eating and pooing <laughs> driving me nuts <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right, so you're going to bring them back into the kitchen Ed? I will. Alrighty. That was a fun one, wasn't it? That was a fun one, yeah. And nothing dropped on me or ran over me or Sorry, tried to bite yeah. me. <laughs> I almost feel a bit um, disappointed. Yeah. <laughs>